Hello and welcome back to SP Nation. As always, I'm your host, Scott Piper, because you can't have SP Nation without the SP. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend, as usual, because that's kind of how things work, is uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Anyways, um, got a few things to go over on this episode, and then some very funny mail um good comment funny comment that I actually busted out laughing on um earlier this week on the twitter page which is at sp nation five on twitter obviously and if you're not following that twitter page then i don't really know what the hell you're doing because that's where all the info on new episodes and everything um it comes through Twitter and it comes through the Facebook page, which I do run both pages myself. So if you comment on anything or um, send a message or anything like that, I'm the one who reads it. So heads up. Anyways, I got this amazing direct message on Twitter. Dear SP Nation. I really enjoyed the show last week about Star Wars and Marvel. I thought some of the ideas presented in last week's episode were pretty cool, like the the Stormtrooper Clone Trooper idea. But I noticed last week Scott Piper sounded like Travis Miles from Fallout 4. And when I read this comment, (laughs) I about freaking died of laughter and then it got me to thinking did i really sound that off last week because um if you guys don't know fallout 4 it's a video game just in case you weren't for sure um it's also my one of my top favorite video games um travis miles is the dj for uh galaxy news radio no diamond city radio and um He's so bad at his job. Like, even in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, I don't understand how Travis got a job being the DJ of uh, Diamond City Radio because he's so... And um, this is... Oh, gosh. um, This is the Four Seasons coming at you live. And in some other news, um, Diamond City has a really bad case of uh, shit. I don't know what I was saying. So I do get that. Uh, last week was a really off episode, I believe, for me, because I had really just run out of time trying to get things together and then kind of scramble to get a show together at the last moment. So it was a lot of flying by the ass of my pants type thing, which is not going to be happening ever again. But um, I th- the real reason that I did it last week was, you know, I want to keep content coming out. I want to keep a weekly ritual of a new SP nation. And some of these episodes, they aren't going to be the greatest episode in the entire world. I'm well aware of that. And even um, some of the subject matter 
may not be what you're interested in. And that's perfectly fine. This is a pop culture podcast. There's going to be a lot of Star Wars talk. There's going to be Star Trek talk. There's going to be science fiction. There's going to be action. There's going to be video games. There's going to be music. There's going to be all these different categories. And I fully understand that, you know, maybe you guys don't like Star Wars. or Maybe you guys don't like um, Fallout or, you know, whatever the case is. And that's perfectly fine, which is why I've been wanting to do kind of like two subjects per episode to make it like, well, I don't like Star Wars, but I fucking love Pokemon or whatever, you know. And um, I've got some really good stuff that I've got in the works going forward. I've got some really cool uh, fellow podcasters that I'm going to be interviewing over the next few weeks for some really great episodes and some really great topics that I don't really ever see anywhere, uh, especially on the podcasting thing. Um, but yeah, just want to give that amazing update and thank you for that DM and the Travis Miles shout out. Um, that God, Travis. Anyways, um, let's get into it. This I, I like. I'm gonna start giving kind of like a little review, like a not really a mini review. Which this week it was going to be Cyberpunk 2077, and the whole reason it is not continuing to be cyberpunk 2077 and uh once again if you follow the twitter account sp nation 5 on twitter.com or whatever the hell it is you will see that i went out and purchased a brand new copy of cyberpunk 2077 for the playstation 4 because before the god awful launch day I was really, really, really stoked and excited for this game. It looked a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, advertisements and ads and everything, it, it really hyped up the game for me. And then having Keanu Reeves in it, like I was just like, oh my God, I really want to play this game. And then it came out and everyone was like, well, this game is almost completely unplayable yada 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 it sucks on this system it sucks on that system it crashes all the time you can't even buy it on the uh playstation 4 store the ps the playstation store i don't know what it's called i don't really spend that much time on there um so anyways i had decided to buy it yesterday because as of this recording i'm not sure how long they're going to do it for but best buy which I totally forgot Best Buy was even a store because I never shopped there for anything. Well, that's not true. The last thing that I bought at Best Buy before Cyberpunk was my Blue Yeti microphone that I used to record all the all my podcasts with. So it, it's been about three, three and a half months since I even stepped foot in the Best Buy. Um... So I got Cyberpunk 2077 and it was for $30, which there's no way in hell I was going to spend $60 on the game that doesn't work or crashes or yada, yada, yada. And it was the same thing with um, Fallout New Vegas, which actually it wasn't nowhere near as bad, but um, 
if you don't know, Fallout New Vegas crashes all the time. It actually got to the point so bad where it was crashing that I saved on a crash point or whatever in the game. And it not only corrupted my save profile, it corrupted the hard drive on my PlayStation or on my Xbox 360. So, yeah, trying to completely avoid that this time around. So I bought the game for $30, unwrapped it, got it home. And I'm not sure if they are all the same edition or whatever. I don't know if it's a special edition. But the version I got, it has like a world map on it. It has uh, some stickers, which are actually pretty cool stickers. Um, It's got some postcards of some of the like various like neighborhoods and stuff in the game. Um, It's got a two disc. It's like a two disc game like there's a main play game and then there's like a data download game. So, um, oh, and then there's like a book in here that, you know, kind of lays out the lore of the game and stuff like that. Um, so I looked through it all. It's very well done. Looks really cool. Like I said, the game looks awesome and there's a lot of cool looking content for it. And in, in a way, because of the whole, modifying who you are yada yada it sort of reminds me of um ready player one the movie where you could buy all these upgrades and like mods and stuff like that so it was it was something i'm really interested in and i was hoping i was going to get to review it for this episode but as of right now it is still downloading an update and I've had it on the download screen for since 12 o'clock today. And it's not because of my Wi-Fi, because my Wi-Fi is working really good. It, it's literally just a huge update. It, I think when I started, it was like a 50 gigabyte update. So it's a pretty big update. So once I... Uh, once it gets updated, once it gets downloaded, and I get some actual playtime with it, I will do my best to review it next Thursday, as long as it actually works. If it crashes and takes my PlayStation 4 Pro with me, then I will not be very happy with CD Projekt Red. So, um, but that's but that's where I'm standing at with Cyberpunk 2077, just anxiously awaiting it to actually play so the actual review that i'm going to be doing this week i had re-upped my disney plus account because i'd let it slip by and everything like that um but with mandalorian season two out which i haven't watched yet and it's basically been ruined because i'm a huge sauce huge sasha banks fan I love her as a wrestler. She's extremely gorgeous and sweet and everything else. Um, She plays a Mandalorian in the show. Um, You know, Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano's back, played by Rosie Dawson, which is also a very sweet, wonderful woman. Um, But it's like everything got spoiled because everyone was like, oh my God, Luke Skywalker's in Mandalorian. Fucking Pre Vizuela. And I'm like, why? 
why can't you just stop? But to be fair, it is my fault because I wasn't watching it or keeping up with it. Um, the other thing is WandaVision started coming out last week, I think. So I'd seen the, I'd seen some previews for it and it looked pretty interesting. Um, but the real reason why I wanted to get my Disney plus back was because of star Wars, the clone wars. And if you are a star Wars fan and you have not watched the clone wars, then you suck to be flat honest. Yes. It's an animated show. Yes. It's, I, I don't know if I'd consider it a kid's show because the amount of killing in there. But, dude, I highly recommend the Clone Wars TV show for anybody who watches Star Wars. Um, I've gone back and completely binge-watched binge all the seasons. I'm still like two, two or three episodes left in uh, season seven, which is the last season. But so far, it's been really good. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Bad Batch. I think those are like the most badass clones besides Captain Rex, who if we hadn't had Clone Wars, we would never have known who the Bad Batch was. So um, I highly recommend checking out the Clone Wars because it adds so much depth and character development for Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Ahsoka Tano. Like, if you see her randomly pop up in um, Star Wars Rebels or um, The Mandalorian, then you know what she's from. Versus, like, man, who's this orange girl with these spiky hair thingies? Um, well, if you go back and watch Clone Wars, you will know. So, um... I, I guess I'd really forgotten how many good episodes there are in the Clone Wars and how much it moves things along. Like, <clears throat> bringing back Darth Maul and enhancing him the way they did was so good. And, you know, bringing a very different look at the Clone Troopers was really good, too, especially... Um, Captain Rex, where really towards the end of the Clone Wars, he's like, why am I doing this? You know, the whole um, Jedi Pong Krell asshole. Um, I think it was from season five or is it your season four, season five? Oh, my God. I can definitely see why Palpatine felt like the Jedi order needed to be destroyed because of assholes like him. He treated the clones like garbage and like he was just an asshole through the entire series. He wanted to constantly execute somebody. He was going to execute C Captain Rex, which I think Anakin would have had a huge argument about. And um, it just really showed like there's so much, so many flaws in the Jedi Order that you don't really necessarily see in the movies. And even um, like Mace Windu, there was an episode where he 
thought R2-D2 was totally defective because he had some, you know, personality. He didn't see droids as anything special, you know, which I get they are mechanical, but at the same time, it, it seems like they can sort of emulate like a personality like C-3PO. Yes, he's a protocol droid, but it seems like he's very, um, he seems like he's very specific to C-3PO. Same thing with R2-D2. He seems so different from every other protocol droid they ever show. Um, I don't think they've really shown any other BB-8 style robots, except for that one in Last Jedi, and I don't even remember it doing anything. So I definitely do think they have identities, but for Mace Windu to just totally dismiss them like that for really no good reason is kind of a dick move. And then... Another um, episode that was extremely well done was Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin went to like this Sith. It wasn't like a Sith planet. It was like a force planet where like the Sith and the light side live together, like in physical forms or whatever. And Anakin essentially sees what he's going to end up doing in the future, which I thought the imagery around that where he's just on this, you know, black on a rock floor or whatever. And like these red clouds are spinning around him. And then behind him, you just see Darth Vader, that Darth Vader helmet behind him. And I'm like, that is really powerful imagery. That's not necessarily, you know, kiddish. So I, de- I definitely recommend you guys checking out Clone Wars. I'm not going to spoil all the episodes because there's so many good episodes on there. But you, I, I would really recommend watching some of the uh, episode descriptions because I skipped over anything that had Padme Amidala and Jar Jar Binks in it because those are, to me, my most hated characters in the entire Star Wars. I don't even have to do an episode about it. That's how much, like, those are the two characters who I absolutely dislike. So, definitely check out Clone Wars. Skip all the Jar Jar episodes, because I skipped them. Didn't even make any difference. He's never referenced. He's never looked at. He's never talked about, except in those episodes anyway. And it's only, like, ten episodes out of the whole series. So, it definitely... You you definitely don't have to worry about it, but when he pops up and he's like, hello there, that's when you're like, I regret life. <laughs> All right. That's my, those are my recommendation. Well, review slash to review to be determined. Because right now I've still got my PlayStation on and I'm at nine gigabytes out of 27 so I'll probably get it loaded on before the weekend, but at the same time, like not really in a huge rush to play the game <laughs> until next week. Uh, well, I'd take that back. I'm actually really excited to play it. I just hope it works and doesn't screw up anything. But um, if you do get it, I would suggest not 
having the base PlayStation 4, I would have either the Slim or the Pro because I guess it plays better on those two systems and does the regular version. And I think that's the same way. From what I've heard, that's the same way with uh, Xbox One. Like, it works better on the S and whatever the skinny Xbox is. I'm not an Xbox person. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, also, sticking with Disney Plus for a minute is uh, I went back because I was feeling kind of, I was feeling very 90s. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to rewatch a goofy movie and screw it. I'm going to watch an extremely goofy movie because I haven't watched that shit fest for quite a while. And I really, 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 really got to admit that first of all, I'm a, I'm a really big goofy fan. I like him a lot more than Mickey. Um, I, I watched a lot more goofy uh, shorts than I did the Mickey shorts. Um, my favorites is Aquamania where he buys a boat and his kid George at the time, which I don't know what happened to George at all, because that's something that's never been talked about with, uh, goofy is, uh, he has this like really weird round headed kid. I think his name is George, but I'm not totally sure. Um, He's got that kid that just once Goof Troop came along, that kid just did not exist anymore. You know, is um, I saw this really funny theory before that Goofy had a mental break broke breakdown. I can't even speak. Um, he had like a mental breakdown and like killed his ex family and moved to whatever city he's in and um, Goof Troop to get away from his past and had his son Max and everything like that. So it, it it's a funny theory, but. It's a little bit too, you know, it's not true from Disney or anything like that. Um, but then there's also that dumbass conversation. Is Goofy a dog or is he a cow? Like, oh my fucking God. He has always been a dog. I don't know how the cow conversation came up. I think it was because way back in the day, he was drawn a different, maybe a little differently. But even like when Goofy first came out, he looked like a dog. Okay. He looked like a more noodly upright version of Pluto. And he at one point did date Clarabelle cow or something like that. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if it's like a Mandela effect where people think they're looking at goofy, but because it's the old times, they're looking at Clarabelle cow and they're getting that old man confusion and, Hey, see Goofy. No, it's Clarabelle. I don't know. I'm old. I don't know. It's just like, get your shit together. He's been a dog. We grew up with him as a dog. He's a fucking dog. Okay. God. Anyways, now that I've ranted about Goofy, let's talk about Dear Max. Old Maxi boy, old Maxi pad, old Maximilian Goofamillion. I don't think his last name was Goofamillion, but it works so well. Anyways, um, like I said, rewatched Goofy movie because I absolutely loved it, and I still love it. It's still a really good movie that holds up. Um, and dude, Powerline in the movie 
is so freaking good. And for those I don't know, uh, the Powerline character is based off of three different people. Of course, Michael Jackson, of course, Prince, and a third person named Tevin Campbell, who actually does the singing for uh, Powerline in the movies. So Eye to Eye and Stand Out, that's a musician called Tevin Campbell, who... He, he was kind of, he had a little peak in like the mid nineties, kind of around when goofy movie came out. And then he just really dropped off the face of the earth. I think he was, he was either a protege to Michael Jackson or, um, Prince. And I don't remember which one, but yeah, he, he's power line. So if you want to check out some more music, that's, it's not necessarily like power line music, but it's, Still the same singer and everything. Check out Tevin Campbell. But uh, when we come back from break, I'm going to get into why Max is probably the worst kid ever. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back after this quick message. All right, we are back. And like I mentioned before break, uh, we're going to take a look at Max for a minute and why he may be a true asshole of a son. And um there's there's quite a few examples of him being kind of a jerk. But um let me get let me get this completely out of the way straight. In Goofy movie, he is a teenage boy. And uh, like a teenage boy of yesterday, um I too was a jerk at times, maybe not to the amount of extremity that I want to completely destroy a freaking vacation for the sake of a concert that you lied about going to because insecurities. Yay. Um, but yeah, basically. Oh, also, if you guys did not know. Never, never mind. Wrong person. <laughs> now I was, I looked at James Marsden and I thought it was the guy from X-Men and it's not the same guy who played Max. So yeah, totally screwed up on my part. <laughs> Research y'all. Sometimes it ain't worth it. Anyways, when, um, there's so many examples and it's actually more evident in the second movie, but, um, Max is kind of a butthead, to be honest, because in the first movie, he uh, it's the last day of school or yeah, before summer vacation. I get it. No one wants to be there and anything like that. And he puts on this great concert and um, lip syncs a la Milli Vanilli. Uh, I guess he can't blame it on the rain for that one because he too gets caught. Um, and I think that's the whole reason why the principal was mad at him in the first place. <laughs> um, but, uh, his principal calls his dad goofy. hence why goofy movie. And his principal just basically blows shit so far out of proportions. And he's like, your son is going to end up in the electric chair and he's a menace to society. It's like, bro, man was just trying to get, this girl that he liked and wanted to, you know, 
pull a Millie Vanilli on some really badass music, yo. So, um, basically, it scares the crap out of Goofy, and he gets this brilliant idea to take his son on a vacation to go fishing, um, like on the same route like his dad took him on, and everything like that. So it's a it's a pretty heartwarming thing, and it's also something where. You know, as a parent, if you kind of got that same kind of phone call from your kid's principal, like your your kid was being a real menace to society, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure as a responsible parent, you two are going to be like, well, I need to, you know, intervene or interject myself into this in order to prevent my kid from you know, going down a path that may get him into trouble or whatever. But to be f- completely fair, Goofy should have sat down with Max and said, yo, I got a call from your principal today. You know, what were you doing? What was what was all this about? No, he just automatically assumes the worst of his kid and is like, you know, I'll help you not be a complete villain. And a decent member of society fucking fishing. <laughs> so, which, to be fair, if I was dragged out to go fishing, I would instantly be way more pissed off anyway. But um, it's kind of, Max is, you can kind of tell there may be a little bit of a string there. Like in a parenting, like a... How am I trying to say this? Like in a parent, like a father son relationship way, you can tell there's maybe a bit of a strain. Maybe some of the stuff that happened between Goof Troop and the Goofy movie, maybe something happened between them. Maybe something came out about, you know, Max's mom or something. But you can kind of tell there's like, there's a bit of an issue between the two. Um, Maybe Goofy's just really overprotective of his son or, you know, whatnot. You know, like a good parent, a good single father who's raising a teenage boy who's getting into uh, girls and everything like that. I I can definitely understand it from that point. But Max kind of goes on to completely hate every single thing his dad tries to do up into maybe halfway through the movie. Like there's such a strong pushback when Max gets taken to a possum party place pinata. I don't know. It was that annoying country bear jamboree knockoff, which, you know, maybe Max isn't the villain here, but, um, yeah, it was that really funky, animatronic, hillbilly, country bear jamboree place where he has this big freak out and basically goes off on his dad, makes him really feel like shit for trying to get closer to his parents. And then it just kind of gets a little bit more piece like by piece by piece by piece by piece type thing where I think at a certain point in the film, Goofy is just like maybe instead of just like fighting with him on it. He needs to, you know, hey, we're going to do things your way. I trust you 
I'm going to give you the map. We're going to stop where you want to stop. But at the end result, we're going to this great lake to fish or whatever. That's what the plan is and everything like that. But at the end of the day, Max changes the route. So instead of going to this great lake, I don't remember the name of the lake. So it's the great lake. Um, he, he takes, he completely reroutes the map to Los Angeles for a power line concert, which he lied and said to his girlfriend that he was going to be at on stage. And now he's got to actually, you know, work out a way to be there and do that. So without even asking his dad, without even telling his dad, you know, what's going on, how he feels, you know, what's bog, what's bugging him, what happened. He just says, fuck my dad. I'm changing the map. Actually, that would make me die laughing if he did let Sinister laugh. <laughs> Makes with like a herniated scream of pain. Um, but yeah, it, you know, Goofy finds out and he's obviously really pissed off that number one, his son lied to him on top of how he has already been told how his son's like doing all this really bad things and now this is kind of like that point where it's like, well, shit, maybe the principal is right. Maybe my son is doing shit. That's a little bit shady. So it it definitely puts Max in that position where it feels like he has to defend himself. But I feel like he it would have been a much better decision on both of their parts if they had just sat down after he had found out about the map change and talked to his kid versus them getting into a bigger fight, getting launched off the side of a cliff or whatever into a waterfall and then saying some things that I'm sure neither one of them do mean to each other. But in the end, it's a wonderful movie. It's a great thing where they work out all their problems and, you know, they go meet Powerline and perform this fantastic song at the end of the movie that when you were like seven years old, you were dancing in the living room and your fucking PJs and, you know, I do I. I'm pretty sure that's not the riff for that, but we're going to go with it because I ain't getting banned for copyright infringement or whatever it is. But you would think that's it. Um, I also want to point out how Pete's wife and daughter are completely absent from this movie, which if you like, like I say, if you watched um, Goof Troop, Pete was a used car salesman, and he's also been in many, many a Disney media, including um, Steamboat Willie, where he was a cat. So I don't want to hear it. That's probably why he was always mean to Mickey, who was a mouse and Pluto, who is a dog and Donald, who is a duck in case anyone else wants to start an argument about what a freaking cartoon character is. Anyways, Pete has his son, PJ, 
which is Pete Jr. He has a daughter named Pistol. He has a wife named Peg, a.k.a. the four Ps, which is kind of funny. But um, his wife Peg and his daughter Pistol are nowhere to be seen in Goofy movie. They're not mentioned. They're not. There's no photographs of them. And Pete seems like uh, he's completely retired from his car lot. So, in which, if you've ever seen Goof Troop, I would never buy a car from Pete in the first place because guaranteed it wouldn't even make it down the freaking street. He was a very crooked car salesman. And I'm sure that's why his wife divorced him because there's many a time in the seasons of Goof Troop she was not happy with the man. Because he pulled some shady shit. So I could definitely see a divorce on that part as well. Um, But even Goofy, but even Pete gives Goofy some very kind of shitty advice about keeping his kid under his thumb and being more forceful with him and everything like that. And I feel like that also pushed Max away a little bit more because you know, first of all, your dog taking an order from a cat, which I mean, to be fair, cats are awesome, but they're also kind of shady as shit. Um, even though I have a little fur baby, but sometimes she is shady as shit. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely an argument for both sides being in the wrong here, but I think it's more of a max problem. And this point is actually further taken when you go and watch an extreme goofy movie or an extremely goofy movie, which is where Max goes off to college. And he, you can kind of tell just immediately he's just ready to be away from his dad. I, I feel like that bond has probably become even a little bit more strained. Um, But once again, you can make the argument for Goofy being kind of an instigator because he uh, falls into this kind of spiraling depression where I I could definitely see how this would be kind of a real life thing where, you know, you're an only you're a only parent of your only son since you killed the other one. (laughs) Um, And your kid's gone off to college your house is completely empty. Suddenly there, you know, your, your son's not running around the house. There's not clothes everywhere. There's not, there's not food and books and TV and stuff everywhere. You know, you're, you're alone. So I could definitely see why goofy got really depressed and he screwed up at his job and blew up like the freaking toy factory or something like that. Um, I think it was a toy factory. So anyways, he finds out he didn't complete college or something like that. And he goes to college. Well, he kind of picked the same college as Max, who is doing the mid 2000s thing. Who's going to listen to poetry and trying to roll with the cool kids and skateboard and probably listen to Limp Biscuit, uh, doing it all for the nookie, you know, but 
when his dad walks in, his dad just literally just wants to be a part of his life again. And probably is being a little too forceful about it. But at the same time, Max is, he seems so un, uh, he seems so, I don't know what the word is. Kind of not, I wouldn't say disgusted, but he's definitely not like, yeah, sure. Dad, come hang with me. It's kind of like the complete opposite. He doesn't want his dad to be around him at all, which once again, you can still make the argument for Max being a good kid because of because like when you're at a certain age and I, I was exactly like this. I wanted to move out of my parents' house so bad. I was so irritated about living at home at a certain point. I was like, this sucks. I don't like being here. I want to be on my own. I want to be away from my parents, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, you know, you got to sort of think about how your parents feel about things because if you're a single, if you're a, only child, then, you know, your parents have spent 18 to 20 years, me a little bit longer than that, obviously. Well, not obviously, but whatever. Um, when you spend around 18 to, let's say 25, because sometimes it is very hard to get an apartment. And uh, especially when you have no credit and everything like that, it makes it even harder if you can't get someone to co-sign on an apartment with you. Um, You know, you spend a lot of time with your parents. So when you're finally out on your own, you want to be on your own. You want to say, hey, screw mom and dad, screw home. I'm staying up till 5 a.m. every day for a month and trash in the place and doing everything that because you're, you're on your own at that point, you are saying screw rules. You are saying fuck the police, which is your mom and dad and not the actual police. But if you're doing that, then I'm not going to stop you. That's on you. But that's your mindset on that. And that's how I could definitely, relate to max but at the same time when his dad is obviously as depressed and as i guess disconnected from him as he is you shouldn't push that so far over the edge that where you don't know where your parent is emotionally and you make the matter so much worse to the point where and to quote Max, and this has always been a quote that stayed with me, which I was like, even, excuse me, even as a kid, I was like, damn, Max is a savage asshole. He is like, and I'm going to get it wrong. Cause it's been a little while since I watched it. And I was watching Futurama last night. Um, <laughs> He says, leave me alone and get your own life. But he kind of like yells it at him. And I'm just like, that could be nostalgia for Goofy being my favorite, one of my favorite cartoon characters and one of my top five Disney characters. 
But that is like such an over aggressive thing to say to your dad, who just really wants to be in your life. And coming from someone who I never had a dad as a child, um, I had an extremely shitty wannabe stepdad. So it kind of hit a little bit harder, I think, when you grow up and you don't have someone who teaches you how to play football or how to deal with a certain situation or, you know, talk to girls or work on confidence or whatever, you know, this, that, and there. For you to really sit there and hear someone who's around your same age, a little bit younger than you or whatever, well, a little bit older than you at the time, whatever, I don't know. When you hear him say something so aggressive towards his own dad, who literally just wants to be there versus living your life where you don't have that, you feel angry you feel you feel like max is a bad guy because he has a he has someone that wants to be there that wants to teach him stuff that wants to be in his life and who made his childhood very fun and made his you know adult life well i don't know about adult life because there, there's such a gap between things but goofy obviously cared for his son obviously cared for his son and for him to push his dad that far away you know they reconcile in the end of the movie but it's just like it kind of gets you for a minute and you're like damn this is a freaking kids movie that's making you feel mad kind of sad happy it's throwing all these emotions at you to where you're like, this character is a little asshole. <laughs> but at the same time, it causes things like this to happen where there is a debate. You know, is Max a good kid? Is Goofy kind of an overprotective father? Is Max a bad kid? Is Goofy a bad parent? Is Goofy really trying to do what's best for his kid? Or do what he thinks is best for his kid. Same thing with Max. You know, is Max being a good good kid? Or is he proving what that principal said to be true? That he is, you know, kind of a little hellion. You know, he lied to his parent. He sent his parents on this road trip that probably cost a lot of money. A lot of blew up the freaking car, not to less lied changed a route run to vacation be well half run to vacation because of a girl and then later on pushed his dad away because of freaking skateboarding and yes it's the x games i don't care those haven't been relevant since like 2005 but at the same so i think this is one of those open-ended discussions. Um, tell me what you guys think. Is Goofy an overprotective parent? Or is Max a shitty kid who is just a teenager going through teenage stuff? Um, 
that's really going to be the end of this episode of Espination. Like I said, check out the Facebook group page. Well, not group page, but the Facebook page for SP Nation, which is Facebook slash Facebook.com slash SP underscore nation. Um, also, check out our Twitter account, which is uh, at SP Nation 5. I don't know how Twitter hashtags work. Excuse me. Um, I'm also giving a huge recommendation for this episode. <laughs> don't know if that's a Wookiee uh, gargling or a really bad drum roll. We're taking it as both. But anyways, my recommendation for this week is another podcast. What? I have two really good friends, uh, Tom and Brian. They host a show called Be Hero Fights, where they take objects that are like uh, Risk versus Operation, I think it was. Um, And they, you know, argue it out between each other. And they see, you know, which is better for what reason, yada, yada. Um, They do some really good stuff over there. They do some really fun stuff. And I've been on a few of their episodes. I've been on a episode, and I'm going to be on another episode that they have coming out. For instance, they literally just got done releasing an episode. uh, Randy Couture versus Georges Saint-Pierre, which are two MMA fighters. So they do all sorts of fun stuff. Um, Definitely check them out. Uh, They also have a YouTube channel, uh, Be Hero Fights slash youtube or whatever um definitely go check them out they are a lot of fun always have a blast with them they've been on this show i've been on their show and we're gonna work something else out probably eventually but um huge shout out to be hero fights thank you guys for listening to this episode of sp nation and i will see you guys next week have a good one